welcome back to episode three of Talk About It, Sis. Hey guys, what's up? It's Amanda. Girl, how's your week going? My week is actually doing pretty good, just to be Tuesday. Ask me on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. I've, I've been trying to give up coffee. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Stay chill, and I'm feeling pretty exhausted. Uh, so, you, you can, do you need some coffee now? Do you need to get some coffee? I, I do, but I'm trying to stay strong. But, uh, I might cave before I go to the gym. We'll see. Anyways... So today we are talking about navigating and outgrowing friendships. Um, yeah, I kind of just wanted to talk about it because I feel like friendships are often like underestimated, uh, like the importance in our lives. And obviously everyone puts like a, not everyone, but a lot of people put a, a high emphasis on romantic relationships. Um, but yeah, I think friendships are just important, just as important in our lives. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for this topic. I hope you all are too. Our first two episodes were kind of serious. Yeah, yeah. We came out with the heavy hitters. So now we're uh, taking a break to sit back and relax a bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I guess we'll get right into it. I guess one of the questions that I'm um, interested in, and honestly that I've just started doing, is like wondering how people categorize their friends. I definitely do now. In the past, I think I called everybody my friend just because I I didn't think that deeply into it. But now it's like, okay, yeah, I have a category and I literally have it down to a science. I have my acquaintances, my associates. After my associates, I have, I, I call them like my homegirls or my homeboys. I don't know if that's, if that term's outdated, but there are people that I'm really cool with, I vibe with, but they're not on my first, you know, front line as far as friends. So then after my homeboys and homegirls, I have my close friends and then I have my best friends. It's true when they say there's levels to this. Categorizing my friends is something that I recently started doing just because I felt like I needed to. Yeah, all friends are not made the same. And I think I had like a habit before of just like jumping into friendships as soon as I meet people without really vetting them and seeing if they're actual, like they're literally actually my friends. So I think I was reading something on Instagram that made me realize that I need to start categorizing. And it was like, I don't remember what it was, but basically it was talking about uh, starting a like graph of like the three levels of friendship. So it's like you're Third level friends are the ones like you can know you could call if you get arrested. The second level friends are like something you have. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, mm-hmm. something you have in common, um, like a hobby. Like you both like to play basketballs on, on Sundays, or like you both like to brunch. So you go out together, and you can go like long periods of time without talking to each other, and it's fine. It's still your friendship is still maintained. And then there is uh, the level one, which is. Wait, what was level one? Hold up. <laughs> I'm like, other. and then level, level one, one is oh, level one was like you share a job or something. Like, so you, right, right. And then you don't really need to like maintain it. So that's more, I guess, level one is more like an acquaintance. I don't know. I think it also just depends like the kind of person you are because I'm like really social. I find myself always meeting people and interacting and 
it's like, what group do I put these people in? It's like when I was really um, active on Twitter and Instagram, I would meet people who, you know, who are my followers. And these are people who were like, would buy me shots, I'd buy them shots. And they were just cool. And then that was it. And so I guess for them, I call them acquaintances. But if we develop a relationship where like I have your number now and I'm texting you maybe like every few months, then you're like my associate. But I do believe that people can move up and down this this rank we have of friendships, <laughs> acquaintances yeah. can turn to best friends. I've had that happen and I've had best friends turn to associates. Yeah. I think there's always room for like reevaluating. Like, okay, is this person moved up on my list? <laughs> um, yes. But I know in general for me, the list is just really helpful. I went to Miami with this uh, person that I didn't know that well. And the trip ended up being horrible, like horrible. And I realized it was because, girl, you don't even know this girl. But I'm thinking, I mean, how much drama can unfold? Like, I'm not really a dramatic person. I rarely feel like, hey, I don't like somebody or they did some like crazy-ish. Um, but then I, when I got back, it was funny because I was reading all these memes that were like, you know, if you go to Miami, it's make or break for your friendship. I'm <laughs> in the air down there. Seriously, like, it is. Let's be true because, yeah. Um, and I think that was a huge learning lesson for me to be like, yeah, I can't just allow just any old body around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and even though you had like a terrible time in Miami with this person, it also is that compatibility part. Like maybe this person is a cool person, but just not to travel with. And I think we should normalize I know people are tired of seeing that, but we should normalize friend compatibility, but it should start early. I know for me, I'm not that mom who's going to be like, go play with that kid. It's my son's not vibing with the kid for whatever reason. He's just not vibing and we're not going to sit here and pretend. And if we start that early, we can kind of pay attention to it as we get older. Yeah. But even like, okay, you don't have to be friends with everybody, you know, (laughs) like you need to take time to like figure out compatibility compatibility and if like uh that person is someone you can have any level of relationship with but it's also just okay to be like hey we're not compatible at all and i do not want to be this person's friend doesn't make them a bad person sometimes doesn't make me a bad person but like i don't like them do you feel like it's hard for you to balance that to set like that kind of boundary for me i'm saying it is because i don't want to feel like i'm being mean sometimes i meet someone and they're like cool but then after i get to know that I'm like, I got too excited off this one. Let me scale back a bit. But I'm not the type to say, hey, you know what? I kind of want to end this thing we have going. <laughs> and I don't know the best way to kind of do that unless you just let it happen organically. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think for the one in Miami, it was like a, an abrupt ending because I'm, I made it known like, hey, I was not okay with this. And then it just like blew up into ridiculousness. But usually if I don't want to be cool with someone like that and it's not somebody that I feel super close with maybe they were like an associate or like you know Mm. a friend that I occasionally see then I kind of just like fade out um if it's somebody that I really care about and I've built a relationship with I try to have a conversation with them um like recently I had not recently but like last year I had a friend um who I've been friends with since we were teenagers and I just realized that we had really outgrown one another like we were just not on the same wavelength not on the same page at all um for numerous different reasons and it was really hard for me to 
in that friendship because because often I feel like when we grow grow up with somebody, we have an attachment towards them, you know, like, and no matter what they do, you're just like, okay, well, it's fine. We've been friends forever. And then I really had to take a step back and be like, does this person's life and what, how they look at life and how they live their life align with how I live my life and how I look at life. And doesn't mean I I need my friends to be just like me, but I need Mm -hmm. them to be in the same like wavelength. You know, if I'm going to call you my close friend. Totally. I totally agree. How with the friend that you outgrew, mm-hmm. how did you go about kind of demoting them? Well, to acquaintance? well, actually, that one ended this. Like I said, I don't really fight with my friends, but this one ended in a fight. Like I try to avoid I'm a conflict avoidant person. I do not like conflict. I do not like to argue like. I try to avoid it at all costs. Um, Obviously I know that some conflict is healthy and now I'm just like learning that as I go. But um, for this one, yeah, she started like name calling me because I didn't want to meet up with her. Just like a lot of drama that I don't even want to get into, but like it ended with her like name calling me. And then I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't think we should be friends anymore. Because you didn't meet up with her. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of different things. Like, she she needed more than I was willing to give. This is triggering because (laughs) it sounds like a boyfriend. (laughs) Or a partner. Yeah. I'm sorry. It sounds like a partner. It sounds like she needs a partner or something. And I think, I don't know if we're like the same in that, but I can't take friends who are like overly dependent. Mm -hmm. And I used to get mad at people like that, but then I came to realize like, okay, maybe it's not, we're just, again, we're not compatible. You may need, it's, you may need a friend who wants you to call them every five seconds and tell you every time, everywhere, every time they go somewhere, that's not, I'm not that friend. And I think that for me, with some friendships where like the tension came. I think it gets a little bit harder um, as you get older because it's like you have three kids, you have responsibilities. I can't be on the phone with you for like five hours, you know? Like I don't want to be on the phone with you anyway for five hours, kids (laughs) or not. That is not the kind of friend I am. Yeah, yeah. So the friend I'm talking about is the type of friend who would want to be on the phone for two hours. And like, I don't, I didn't have a problem with that then. We were really cool. But then like, I just realized, but we're not even talking about it. You know, like we're not even having intellectual conversations. We're literally like sitting on the phone with each other. And this is like codependent. And I am like, okay with admitting that like, yeah, I definitely used to be codependent in relationships. Not like I'm not the type of friend to be calling and blowing up your phone and like, where are you? And like, how come you didn't call me back? Not that type of codependent. But like when I was in a friendship, I was in it. Like, we're like best friends, blah, blah, blah. And that's what I mean by like rushing into relationships without really knowing people. But yeah, I would just be super, you know, I'm like, okay, these are my friends. I love them. Um, As I've just gotten older, uh, I don't want those type of friendships. And like, I don't need to talk to my friends every day. And like my closest friends all live out of state. One lives in uh, Pennsylvania. One's in Jersey. I have a friend that I'm cool with in Texas. And like, I don't need to talk to them every day. Um, and when I talk to them, I talk to them and I know those are my close friends. And then I recently made another close friend in New York, which is hard. You know, when you're an adult, it's much harder to make friends. And then, yeah. And then it's much harder to like, why does this person actually want to be my friend? You know, what are their (laughs) intentions? Like that's something that I've started to think about too. Really? I never thought about that. Like, why does this person want to be my friend i just figured like we vibed off something we had a commonality and then you know maybe some weeks or months down the line you figure out if it's going to be a long-term thing yeah 
Well, I think some people don't always have the best intentions. And maybe that's just me, like, being paranoid. But, like... No, no, I, I agree. But I guess I'm wondering, what what can I offer you? So if you want to be my friend, I don't really have anything to offer you if you're if this isn't really what you want. Hmm. No, I get, I get that, too. But they just want somebody to listen to them for 65 hours, and then they don't give anything back, you know? Yes, draining. I call them, like, they treat us like emotional, emotional rags. Yeah. And I and I did have a friend like that in which I felt like I outgrew the relationship because I would only hear from this person when they needed something. And so it's not the same as like, I don't talk to you all the time. And when we link up at school, it's like every time we link up, it's on your terms. It's when you need something. You don't ask about me or my family. You don't come to my events. It's like this friendship is like one-sided. And then like you said, you're using me. Yeah. And, and it took me way too long because of attachment. I knew this person since I was this age and that's just how they are. And after a while, it just gets tiring yeah and that's the thing like is your friendship like a two-way street um mm-hmm. that's one thing that i've just really started to pay attention to like is this person pouring as much into the relationship as i am and now i've kind of just learned to be like a mirror you know like i pay attention to how much they're pouring into the relationship and i match that energy yeah match matching energy is perfectly fine too i think that also lets you know what level that friendship is on yeah, no, it's true. Like, I think I saw a post or maybe someone wrote, they hate when people only call them to invite them to parties. Mm-hmm. And my thought is, maybe you're their party friend. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anything's wrong with that. Some people are good for certain environments, and that's why I, I don't think it's a negative thing that someone only calls you for certain events. Sometimes we yeah. anticipate um, what our friends enjoy and like. I don't think anything's wrong with that, but then there are also some people like, don't think for me. You don't know see, what uh, I... Like, if a friend was the type of friend that only hit me up to invite me to parties. That's not my friend. You know, like what I consider a friend is somebody that knows what's going on in my life. You know, that I can call up. Yeah. If somebody's only calling me to go to the parties, then you're just. Yeah. They're your your home. I call them a home girl. They're just somebody I'm cool with. Yeah. And I think just in general, what I've had to learn is just to like set a set. Uh, my expectations of what I want in a friend. And then, like I said, place people according. Right. And I think also being confident and accepting that what your role is in someone's life. You may just be the associate. You may just be the acquaintance and not to take things personal. And I think that's when the conflict and tension happens because it's kind of like you're having an event and then you see this person in the comments, oh, no invite. (laughs) It's like, because you're my associate and this is a close friend event. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. No, I'm never going into nobody's comments talking about no one. <laughs> no invite. I hate when that happens. I'm like, and they'll like see people in the background, like, hmm, I wonder why I wasn't invited because they, they don't know what level of friend that they're on. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a, I just think it's rocky. It's tough. Like just like any other type of relationship, it takes some navigating and like figuring it out. Like it's not just like, okay, we're friends now. It's it's a relationship. It takes work. Um, yeah, and now honestly, that creates anxiety for me because I I really am a people person. Like I enjoy people. Like it's weird because I really like to be alone. I can do things alone. But I also, when I'm ready for people, I'm ready for them. And so I may have a party, and you're invited as my acquaintance or associate, and then I may have a party again, and you're not allowed there. And that's just. And I always have issues with that because people kind of like, well, why wasn't I invited to this one? Oh, and I'm just like, well, this wasn't your thing. This is a this is a best friend event. I might have a close friend event, and then I may have something that's open to everybody. Yeah, you just seem like a really sociable person. <laughs> like. 
I think you're more social than me. Like I like to go out and I like to meet people and I love to chat and conversate, but it ends there. Like, eh, yeah, I don't know what that is because like when I go out, I'll always be like, okay, I hate people that talk too much, but it's different with the socializing. I don't know. I get a lot of, I get good energy when people are having a good time, but it's not the same as like, I just want a small talk. I hate small talk. So yes. this is weird. Like, I don't I don't want to talk to you on the phone. Just come to my event and drink with me. Then <laughs> even like when I go home from events like that, like I will totally enjoy being around everybody. Then I go home from events and I'm like, damn, like I'm freaking exhausted. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I think about it, I, I maybe only have like, what, four or five close friends. And I'm like, okay, these people know me for real. Mm-hmm. They know what's going on in my life. And I can share open and honestly with them. Yeah, I agree. I The same way. I, I will talk to people a lot, but as far as knowing what's really going on in my personal life, it's very slim. So those are your best friends? Yeah, I would call them my best friends. My best friends know exactly what's going on in my life, the trials and tribulations, et cetera, et cetera. Close friends are friends that I probably won't mind telling. Like if we all sat together, it's like, oh, I'm just updating you on my life. But they're not people that, I'm texting like every single day. Yeah. Oh, do you text anybody every single day? <laughs> Outside of you? <laughs> you? <laughs> um, no, but it's crazy because I think social media has allowed us to interact with our friends on a regular basis where we don't need to text unless it's we're planning something or it's like a question. So like my best friends, we have a group chat on Instagram and like we'll send stuff there and react and stuff. But we don't really, we don't text every day mm. at all. Like yeah, we don't talk on the phone. Yeah, we don't need to. And I know you're okay because I see you on Instagram having fun, which I know is not a measure of being okay. So do not get me wrong. Definitely not. People can <laughs> But um, it, social media has made the interactions to me differently because, of course, back in the day when we didn't have social media, we were always texting and calling friends on the phone. In fact, I have like I saved my letters in the summer when we didn't have cell phones. You know, we would write each other in the mail. So I think social media has just changed the dynamics of communication altogether. And then I guess this is my question to you as somebody who's married and like, I know that you're somebody who has a lot of male friendships. How do you navigate that? Because I know a lot of people have different opinions. I've read, I like, I'm a Reddit weirdo. I'm always on Reddit. (laughs) Um, And like a lot of people have problems with their, you know, significant others having male uh, partners or friendships Mm -hmm. that are. Well, my thing is I don't have any, well, I I would say I've developed one close male friendship um, since I've been married. But my close male friends have been my friend before my husband. And that relationship was established. There's never, you know, any intimacy going on. And I can say, my husband can say that he trusts them and he knows them. He doesn't care. Now, what I won't do is introduce a male, a new male friendship that's not based on anything. Like, do you have kids? Do we work together? My husband can have female friends, but he can't have female friends he used to have sex with. <laughs> and that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> and we get into that a lot because my husband wants to remain in communication with women and on, on his end, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, well, you don't know what that woman's thinking. Yeah, and if true. my mantra pretty much is this. If she can't be my friend, 
then you all can't be friends. Okay. And I'll leave it at that. I'm not saying that I have to talk to your girlfriend, like your friend on the phone and stuff. I don't even have to have her number. But if she can't come in the house when you aren't here, or me and her can't like interact on a cordial basis, then that shouldn't be your friend. All my male friends, my husband can interact with alone. Like if my best male friend wanted to go hang out with my husband, he could do that. Yeah. And I think that's what the line is drawn. I need to feel comfortable with your female friends. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a good like dynamic as well. I feel like when you're married, I think maybe you question the intentions of your male friends a lot. all the time. Yeah. Some of the issue that men, um, when they're in relationships with women have with a woman's male friends is like, oh, which I don't agree with, but they're like, oh, he's just waiting for the chance to sleep with, you know, like if you asked him tomorrow, hey, do you want to have sex with me? He might say yes <laughs> I honestly I believe that a lot sometimes if if you introduce maybe like liquor into the picture I do believe that men if they if a woman is attractive and she like threw it at them at the right time they would take it that's not to say that that their <laughs> intentions of being your friend is to just get into your draws I feel like if that was the case it would have happened way down the line which is why I'm well, wouldn't, because I have to be attracted to them <laughs> well yeah you're right <laughs> but, but they still try I had a friend because I'm not attracted I had a male best friend we're no longer friends um I don't want to get into that maybe he may be listening he may listen to this episode <laughs> but he was like a very good friend of mine like I consider him a best friend and he didn't come to my wedding I thought that was weird my baby shower so I don't know if he felt some kind of way, but one night we were out drinking and he came on to me and it was so weird. I was like, bruh, what are you doing? Like, why would you even? And he was just like, uh, and the next day he's like, I'm sorry, I was drunk. And I'm like, hmm, that's weird because we've been friends for like five, six years now. And I never in my head thought that he would try something like that. And then years after, like you not showing up to my wedding and my baby shower and just complete, completely ghosted me, completely ghosted me, made me think something otherwise. I was going to say, I do think that some people wait for their moment and some, yeah, and some people won't ever hit on you. They'll just kind of like wait for it to happen and see They'll kind of ghost you when you get married. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. But, but think about what you said. Would you be comfortable being friends with a married man, man that you had just met what do you mean? through your, like he wasn't previously your friend. Like you kind of met him at work or some event he's a married man would you be comfortable um, I would be questioning his intentions like if he was really trying to be my friend because we had like something in common like okay we're doing a podcast now he's doing a podcast he wants us to come on his podcast okay that's something in common all right right i, I want to meet your wife i was right her, come over for dinner introduce myself like i'm not just being no married man's friend without having met his wife and i actually had this problem before um i won't get too deep into it but essentially i was friends with somebody who was married uh i didn't know that his wife had a problem with it and i told him listen we can't continue to be friends if your wife has a problem with you being friends with period right and that's respectful. definitely respectful and that that I think that's my biggest thing when it comes to like women friends i actually has all the time single women don't want to be friends with married men like if there's nothing there that doesn't just, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I wouldn't go black and white like that. Like I said, they can have, <laughs> they like work together or they. Well, yeah. Under those common. conditions. Yeah. A coworker, uh, maybe they have a child, two children who are in the same school, but just flat out. Oh yeah. Your friends in a married man. No, get out of here. I, I don't care. 
cut them off. Bye. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been in that situation, so I can't give a black and white answer. Well, you like, said you wouldn't be friends with a married. It's weird, right? It's weird, especially when um, you don't know the wife. Yeah, no, if like you I, said, I would never be friends with a married man if I wasn't cool with his wife. That's just odd. That's That's so, just odd. And and so many women are okay with being friends with married men, and and I think the intentions there are definitely suspicious. Suspicious. Um, but anyways, we got a little bit off topic. Um, <laughs> Okay, what do, what do you think about space um, and breaks from friendships? I definitely support those. I think that I think that in good friendships they happen organically. Like I haven't seen my friend in a while. Let's link up. Um, just like in a, a romantic relationships, we like when you're married. You know, you take your girls' trip. The guy takes his fellas takes his guy trip, and that's the space. And friendships, yeah. I may not want to hang out with you today, and that's okay. But again, it's like when that friend sees it and takes it personal, then that's the issue. Well, no, I don't think that really counts as a break. I mean, like, intentional breaks from your friendships. Like, I'm not talking about, you know, I'm busy, so I haven't seen you in three weeks. I'm talking about, like, (laughs) yeah, like, talking about, hey, this person is doing a lot, or, like, I feel like it's a little bit too much right now. Maybe we should take a break. Oh, uh, I guess if you're scaling back to reevaluate, yeah, but I don't really see a reason to take a break from my best friends like i think that for a lot of people that ending friendships that you've had for a really long time for whatever reason can be just as painful as like getting over a breakup um Hmm. that though like um have i experienced i think yeah um with the friend that i was telling you about where we've been friends since we were really young and i just decided that we're really no longer compatible that was a really hard friendship to give up because like i said there's an attachment there you know she's like family and now like it's been a year later and i've talked to her since but like like i said we'll never be close like we were i don't know if i feel comfortable you know going to chill with her yeah i just have to like respect my boundaries and i'm just not there anymore but yeah it was really hard for me to like move on from that friendship wow i completely opposite the friends that i've outgrown that i've had to um put my foot down i don't feel any kind of way i don't feel any emotion pain anything about it it's like like, (laughs) oh my god (laughs) like if i mean like if me and you were stopped being cousins i'd be sad I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like if I had to end a relationship with you, it's like you really did something. And I don't think there's, there's not anything there that would change my mind. Cause I'm, there, I'm not room for coming back from mistake. No, you don't. Once I cut you off, there's no coming back because I'm not the kind of person that cuts people off. I'm just, I was going to say, I'm the type of person that cuts people off. Not anymore. I've, I'm, I'm oh. evolving, but I was the yeah. queen of the cut off. You know me when I used to be like, yeah, I got like 70 yeah. blacklist. <laughs> No, and I'm opposite. Like I give people second chances. I'm empathetic to people. I just, I just, I'm like that naturally. Like, okay, people go through things. We have different personalities. But once I cut you off, that is it. Don't call me. Don't call my friend. I don't want to. Like, I'm not speaking to you. That's the thing. Like, I won't even speak to you because you've obviously done something that. Yeah, but you don't ruin the friendship. Like, just because somebody did something that really hurts you doesn't change like the great times that you had and like you spent a lot of time together. You shared stories. Like that was your friend. Yeah, it ain't there. Once they do something wrong, that's it. No emotion. No, not after. Not after I've given you chances. 
Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, after I've given, because I always give chances. I always, I've never cut somebody off immediately. I've always given chances. Even in relationships, I'm like, and I also remember a post about like how girls were cut off of course it was generalizing, but girls will cut off their girlfriends faster for something bad they did before they do like a man. Oh no, <laughs> so, I don't cut them off equally. <laughs> I'm like, <"Come> on. <laughs> right. And so I gave the men I dated chances and I gave like friends chances. But after a while I was like, no. So I have no emotion over people that I cut off. In fact, it's so bad that it will probably disgust me to see them. Oh wow. And I know that it's probably something I should work on. But it's like uh, I don't want to see you get out of here. For me, I think I used to be so quick to cut people off because it was like a protection mechanism. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't want to be hurt and they're already showing me some signs of acting a little off. So in order to protect myself, I'm just going to cut them off. Now I'm like more willing to like have a conversation about it um, and talk it through. But I'm only also willing to do that with people that I've already built up relationships with. Like if I'm in the beginning of a relationship with you and you already acting a little funny, no, nah, I'm good. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with you on that, too. And it's funny because people, a lot of people would tell me that I'm being too nice or friendly for giving people chances and that giving people chances is viewed as weak and then cutting people off off is viewed as, like, strong. Interesting. It just depends on the situation. You know, like, every situation needs its own response. That's true. Yeah, That's so, true. So, yeah, I feel like people should do whatever is right. I would say that it's probably harder to outgrow that fr- to kind of end that friendship when that friend is friends with your friends. <laughs> oh yeah, that's super hard. That's why I, I I've never really like hung around in circles. Like mm-hmm. I've never been like a click type of friend. Like I have mm-hmm. individual friends that don't know each other. I might bring them together. Like for my birthday this year, I'm going to Puerto Rico. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Puerto Rico. <laughs> I'm Puerto Rico, and I'm bringing like my friends from different states all together to go together. But I wouldn't be able to be like, okay, look, these three friends and we always hang out together. Let's go to Puerto Rico. Yes, that is definitely. I would say difficult. I don't I haven't cut off many people, but um that is the hard part. And I honestly respect people's decision not to invite me places when they know I don't like someone. Like I I have no um animosity if you don't invite me knowing that that person's going to be there because I may mess up your event. Yeah. You know. I won't mess up your that. event. Like I'm I just, not <laughs> I'm just the type of person with that Cardi line if I if you see me and I don't speak that means I don't ask with you. Okay. I don't have a poker face. So I'm just going to be sitting there like I just don't care that much. Yeah, no. I'm not like that either. I, know, I care too much. I hold grudges. I wish I wasn't that way. That's that Scorpio shit. Like I'm the type of person <laughs> No, that's that Scorpio. Shit. I'm the type of person like, yeah, okay, I don't like you and if I see you in a space, um I will absolutely not say anything to you, but I'm not going to let you affect my night in any way like bye i'm not gonna say it likes me affect but i'm just gonna i don't know it's it's hard to say and it's hard but i do i do the best and just avoid things so whether it be family that i cut off or friends i'm just gonna not go to an event because i don't really necessarily know how to be cordial except for at work so I'm not going to say I don't know how, because at work I get it done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting paid for that, though. In general, I think I really value my friendships because I'm single and, like, my friendships play a huge role in my life. A lot of people, when they get into relationships, they completely, like, forget about their friends and co- totally 
become consumed with their partner and I'm like just mm. not gonna be one of no, them. No, no, no. That's a no no. You need <laughs> yeah. your friends. Men need their friends. Everyone needs their friends. Everyone friends are important. But I was reading an article that was talking about um like that these two best friends who like anything they think that they could get from a romantic partner, they're getting from each other. Like they moved in to they moved in together. They're living their lives as like best friends. That's nice. I can do yeah. it. Yeah, I'm like, do you sis? Like, I see you out here. Like, and they're and they both have uh, significant others. I thought, and they, um, yeah, and they're fine. They live together and they're chilling. I could, I could honestly live like that. I think I'm at a point in my life where I could definitely live with a friend <laughs> and have a significant other. Like, and I, I sometimes, I think it just maybe a, a male versus female dynamic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. just sometimes like oh men sometimes don't understand each other understand us and i just need that friend that friend uh that female energy so I, for me it's more so gender based having another female i'm in a house full of boys so i could completely understand living with your best friend well i'm moving into your basement <laughs> no come on i'm going to be running down to the basement <laughs> i'm not about to move in with your whole family hey guys <laughs> Can't even bring nobody back late at night. <laughs> Sorry, uh, we'll have to watch out for my baby cousins. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for episode three of Talk About It, Sis. We're so excited that you guys have been engaging with us. Um, don't forget about our uh, giveaway that's happening. If you like us um, on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a comment as well as follow us on Instagram. We are giving away a $50 gift card to Amazon. Yes. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode and we will see you next time. Oh yeah. And don't forget our Instagram is at the talk about it, sis podcast.